Joey, the big dog, big sexy, <laughs> straight disrespected me. Disrespect. All the disrespect. So he will never be champion as long as <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Grapples and Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not or how you celebrated Star Wars Day on May the 4th. I happened to finally finish watching uh, Rise of Skywalker, unfortunately. Uh, did you do anything? Did you do anything, Shades, for Star Wars Day? I worked. Well, touche to that. Anyway, you are listening to us here on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples on number two. Apples, if you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I'll be because, baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely from his, what was it, the Sexual Palace? Is that what it is? Shades Sexual Palace. I'm sorry. Live. Remotely live. from Shades of Sexual Palace. Well, technically, we're not live. We're pre-recorded, but all right, fair pre-recorded enough. from Shades Sexual Palace, the very sensual, the very good. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, Shades, joined by a linged monkey next to me. Oh, how cute. Adorbs. As Tilt's always. Adorbs. Uh, adorbs. Toads adorbs. As always, we've got plenty to talk about this week. Some headlines include, is WWE trying to get rid of Roman Reigns? Is John Cena the best human being that's ever existed? New matches added to Money in the Bank and or to AEW's upcoming pay-per-view? And more. But before we get into any of all that, Shades, do me a favor. I know you're all the way out. In the sexual palace. I know you got your monkey laying next to you, but can you please, please just do me a favor? Yes, sir. Please ring that bell. So, as usual, it seems to be a rite of passage for those who leave the WWE. They do an interview with one of two people. They either do an interview with Chris Van Vliet, or if they're higher profile, they end up doing Talk is Jericho. The revival now known as The Revolt, are no different. As they appeared on this week's episode of Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho's podcast, of course. Um, Nothing crazy came to light from this podcast. Nothing that we haven't heard before. They were actually very respectful and talked very highly of um, Vince and their relationship with Vince and all that stuff. They just, you know, mentioned that they left because of how the tag team division in general was being treated. Not necessarily how they were being treated, which I find interesting and really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They have a lot of integrity. Noble. Noble, thank you. Very noble. Because they were offered big money, they were offered a title run, and they're like, it's not about that, you know, the whole division is booked poorly. And uh, they both mentioned how they want to give back to wrestling because wrestling did so much for them. So they want to contribute good, positive work to professional wrestling. And so that's why they left. And I really respect that. So that's really good on them. Yeah, I, I listened to the podcast, the, the episode. And usually, you know, you, you'll get the, the obligatory bashing of Vince McMahon and yeah. creative with this or that. And 
it, it was it was refreshing to to listen to them, you know, talk not not talk highly of them, but you know, it's just like respectfully, you know, respectfully. Yeah, they were speaking respectfully, and it's like, oh, you know, sometimes it's a, a lost art with you know guys who leave the company. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when when Moxley left, it was basically bashing creative. Yeah. Uh, when the you know when the revolt left, um, they, they said that you know they were they were going to do the the the, the joking around gimmick, and yeah, yeah, the tassels yeah. and the this and that. He's like, uh, and their excuse was, well, you need to be a comedy act to get over. So why why not like if you can't beat them, join them? And I was like, oh, you know, they can make a good spin on that. Yeah, I I love the rationale that they put behind it because like the uh, the the artist um, renderings had been leaked about a week or two ago of them in these ridiculous outfits, and it makes sense that when they put into context that they they mentioned the storyline was going to be that they were going to come out to the ring and complain that you know the WWE fans only cares about clowns, so if they want clowns, they're going to be clowns, and so they would come out in these ridiculous outfits it, out of spite to, you know, the rest of the tag team division in WWE. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That has context, that has nuance, that has layers. I dig it. Um, But ultimately, like, you know, they didn't like it. They didn't want it. They said they were willing to do it 100%. They were going to do it, but they still weren't going to resign. That they were going to leave no matter what. Yeah. Um, What I took from the interview also is, for me, excitement. That yes. Uh, once this this whole COVID thing uh, is done, you know they said that they want to go to Impact and face the North, which will, will be a yeah. great match. They want to go to Japan and and face GOD, and they, you yep. know they want to face you know of course Finn Juice. The, you know oh Finn Juice, yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, they mentioned um, he called him he didn't call him CJ Parker. Yeah, he was like uh like uh David Finley and um. Uh, Juice Robinson, they want to face G.O.D. And it's, of course, you know, the... The Briscoes. The, the much-anticipated revolt versus the Bucks of the Youth. Right. Uh, I, I feel like right now, they don't need to commit to any wrestler. Oh, the Briscoes. You mentioned the Briscoes also. Sorry, I mean... Like, yeah, I said that. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um they don't need to commit to any one company right now. They can do a, uh, like what they, what they call this. They said last time, uh, the hashtag FTR was fix the revival. And it's like FTR now stands for fear the revolt. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh man, that that's going to be a killer tour that they go on. Yep. And I think eventually they're just going to land in AEW because sure. I mean, you have a lot of tag teams that they can work with. Right. That they can put on bangers. You know, it's it's funny. So I, I agree with you. I was very excited to hear about their their um, idea of doing like a world tour kind of thing. And it's interesting that now because of where things are, we're so quick to lock people into these promotions. If you remember, like when Cody left, when um, Kurt had like left uh, Impact, when Galloway left, when Mysterio, like these guys were working like every promotion. Cody showed up at Impact, and then he worked Ring of Honor. He worked WCPW. He worked New Japan. Like, Kurt Angle did the same thing. Drew Galloway did the same thing. It's only now that AEW exists 
that everyone is so fixated on locking people down to one promotion. So yeah. it's like, yeah, Revival, Revolt, whatever, do that. Go to Impact and face the North, which I was impressed that they called out the North. I was like, oh, okay. You know, go to Impact and go and have a match with the Revolt. Go to, you know, New Japan against G.O.D. Do all these matches. Land wherever you're going to land, but it's going to be awesome to see them take on all these different tag teams. They even, didn't they also mention N.W.A.? I, I don't remember. I don't remember honestly. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what comes of the of these new guys when they leave, when quarantine is over and they're allowed to, you know, go ahead and wrestle. Yeah, definitely. Okay, more news. Ring of Honor has canceled all of their June events, June live events, which, you know, not much a surprise there. A lot of people, a lot of promotions and companies are they're all doing the same. Every month as we approach and things don't seem to be getting better, we go ahead and push more delays and more cancellations. And so they have canceled all of their June shows. AEW's in the news. AEW's in the news for something that took place months ago. Apparently, AEW was fined by the Maryland State Athletic Commission for the Lights Out match back in November between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. The fine was for $10,000, and they have 30 days to pay the fine. The reason for the fine is quote-unquote unsportsmanlike or physical dangerous conduct and deliberately lacerating oneself or one's opponent or by any other means introducing human or animal blood into the ring. Um... I think that's farce. It's nonsense. It'll get paid in a blink of an eye, but whatever. I think it's dumb. I mean, if I was Tony Khan, I'd pay that fine in pennies. Sure. <laughs> that's a whole lot of pennies. It's like the, the, the little weasel that was in WCW. I don't remember his name, but he was the one that, like, pushed me. Like, he made a push for this for, like, AEW to get fined. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Yeah, it's it, was, just, it was an entertaining match. Like, what's the point? I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It, it's dumb. It's dumb. This is professional wrestling. Like, things happen. And in the match, like, no one really did anything. Like, no one intentionally lacerated themselves. There was no blading. They got mixed uh, and cut from barbed wire and stuff. Uh, yes, I yeah, know. I mean, you, you had the, the barbed wire baseball bat spot. You had the barbed wire broom spot. Yeah, but I'm saying no one bladed themselves or anything. Yeah, but there was the, the barbed wire, like, that's an intentional laceration there. That's what they mean by that. I guess that's dumb. Dumb. Come on, Maryland. You're, you're one of the murder capitals of the world. Stop it. Anyway. Moving on. In terms of the ratings, we always talk about ratings because sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't. But AEW once again has topped NXT in the ratings, beating them 732,000 average viewers to NXT's 663,000 viewers. So not an enormous W, but a W is a W nonetheless. Uh, Last bit of news from outside of the WWE, still with AEW, is this week on Dynamite they announced... That at Double or Nothing, which is set to take place at the end of this month, will feature the Casino Ladder Match. So, last year they had the Casino Battle Royal, 
And so this year they're going to have the Casino Ladder Match, and the winner of the match will receive a future AEW World Championship opportunity. It should be fun, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's probably going to be essentially what, you know, Chris Jericho invented money in the bank. Yep. So why not have, you know, six guys getting a contract for a future opportunity. I'm curious as to see. I mean, obviously that picture will clear up as we get closer to double or nothing. But I'm curious to see who's going to be in that match because obviously, you know, Cody's going to be locked into his feud. You know, Jericho's locked into a feud. Moxie's locked into a feud. Um, maybe Kenny. Kenny's not doing anything right now. Um, Hangman's not doing anything, but Hangman's, you know, and, and we also have to think about who's going to fly out to do Double or Nothing, you know, because a lot of the Dynamite shows that have been airing weekly have featured maybe less than half the roster because of the stay-at-home orders and lockdowns, people aren't flying out to the shows. Uh, so it's... Uh, you got to think, Joey Janela, Sean Spears, MJF... Uh, Darby Allen. MJF is or MJF has a match with a uh, Jungle Boy for Double or Nothing. Really? Yeah, that was announced Gosh. this week on Dynamite. So he's locked in. Wow, this this is a perfect opportunity to put my plane in motion for MJF. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be Sean Spears is a good call. That's a good take. So I can see Sean Spears. Kip Sabian maybe. Okay. Um, Joey Janela, maybe Sammy Guevara to represent the Inner Circle. Uh, yeah, Again, maybe. it's hard. We have to see. We have to see how things shake out. Like what matches are set in stone once we get to Double or Nothing? Because right now, uh, let's see. I think there's only like four matches set in stone. I think. Let's see. Double or nothing 2020. As of now, we have. Yeah, Cody versus Lance Archer, MJF versus Jungle Boy, Moxley versus Brody Lee, and then the ladder match. Mm. Oh, Darby yeah. Allen's got to be in there. I said Darby Allen. Oh, did you? I didn't hear you. So, yeah, I could see uh, Sean Spears, Darby Allen, Kip Sabian, Joey Janela, uh, maybe Sammy Guevara and call it a day. I mean, none of those guys except Sean Spears feel main event ready, but hey. Stranger things have happened. I mean, Kip is over like Rover. I mean, not Kip. Um, I'm sorry, Darby. Darby. Darby's over like Rover. I remember this is for an opportunity. It doesn't mean that you're gonna actually like definitely gonna win it. This just means you have a sh- like a you know a title opportunity in the future. Yeah. So you just have to have someone be in a title match. So I don't know. Again, we got to we got to see how things shake out between here and then. Um. So yeah. So that wraps up the non-WWE news. Shades, you want to tell them what's going on in Vince McMahon's sweaty playhouse? So, John Cena 
showing that he is just a better human being than maybe all of us. During the pandemic, uh, he is still out here granting wishes for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, taking pictures and visiting children, uh, and say what you want about the guy. He is one damn fine human being. Especially to the kids. You may you may think he was, you know, shoved down our throats or he was pushed too hard, but his humanitarian work is second to none. Yeah, didn't he um didn't he officially have the record for most make a wish wishes? Yeah, wishes granted? granted. He has like six hundred wishes granted. Nuts. It's nuts. So, um, that's not really news, but um, I'd like, I wanted, in my opinion, to shout out John Cena for his, his work and sure. his continued work. Absolutely. Um, in conspiracy news, I guess, if you, you want to call on this. So we all know that Roman Reigns has not been on TV. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, high risk with his leukemia. Uh, he's been there's been talks about him wanting to come back, but because his wife is pregnant with their second set of twins, what are the odds, huh? What are the odds? I can't even get one right now, and the guy's got <laughs> four, not five technically, two on the way. He has uh, his uh, daughter, uh, his first set of boys. And I don't know the gender of the, these twins, but his wife is now pregnant with another set of twins. And, um, you know, we all, we all know the, the, the physical, the mental, you know, burden that COVID has put on people. And, you know, Roman Reigns is, you know, no different. But what, the IWC has pointed out is is Vince McMahon and the WWE trying to erase Roman Reigns from the history books and the example that I will lay out right now is this past Raw they showed a video package of Seth Rollins cashing in his money in the bank at WrestleMania 31 and if you guys don't remember the main event for WrestleMania 31 was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And who did Seth Rollins pin at the end of that match to become the WWE champion? Roman Reigns. So they show Seth running down to the ring. They, sh- they, they show Brock Lesnar and they black out the screen. And then it's Seth celebrating on, on the top of the ramp doing his... his world thing and people are like what what was that what was that are they upset with Roman Reigns they, there's no mention of him on Smackdown so uh, are they trying to uh, erase him from anything that they're doing right now I mean, I, I've seen reports saying that not reports. I've seen people saying like, "Oh, you know, it's more like a uh, out of sight, out of mind. He's not going to be on TV, so why should they, you know, advertise him and blah mm-hmm. blah blah?" And I was like, "No, that's 
that's not how it works. We know who Roman Reigns is. You know, we know that everything is going on. But for me, I feel like they're deliberately cutting him out of video packages or, or promo packages. Like with the Make-A-Wish Foundation thing, and they had this whole like compilation of superstars and uh, with the children and whatnot, and Roman Reigns used to be in it. Now he's not. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the um, the excuse that people have been putting out. Because I've heard it from multiple places, multiple sources, that have speculated that maybe the reason that Roman was removed from these videos is Vince has a very stern policy about, you know, not advertising something he can't provide. Mm-hmm. That's like, Vince is one of his number one rules. Like, you don't mention something you can't book. So... They're like, oh, well, be, well, since Roman is indefinitely, you know, so maybe that's why they're doing it. False. And I'll tell you why that's a whole bunch of hooey malarkey. And you stated this, like, you said that you also believe it's hooey malarkey also. But I want to, this is my prime example. Sure. Every Friday at 8 p.m. when SmackDown comes on and they play their entrance video, what three or four wrestlers do you see on that intro every Friday... At the end of the intro clip, you see The Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H. Or any of those four men, are two out of those four men going to be on any wrestling show for WWE anytime soon? I mean, The Undertaker's getting... uh, I said two out of the four. You know I said the two out of the four. Stone Cold is not going to be in a wrestling match anytime soon. The Rock. Yeah, but he had Stone Cold uh, Broken Skull sessions on the network also. But he's not going to be on the show. He's not going to be on. He's not. You don't advertise him on SmackDown unless he's going to be on SmackDown. That's my point. Don't tell me that Vince doesn't want to advertise Roman if he can't provide Roman because he's advertising Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock, and Undertaker every week, and they're not on SmackDown every week. Yeah, but they're not in the SmackDown theme song deliberately. They're in their now, then, forever thing. No, in the intro package, they're in there. You sure? One hundred percent. I don't know if that's right, man. In the intro video, I'm telling you, all four of those guys are in there. Well, we may have to do some research and come back to you next week. Oh no, not next week. It's Sunday. Smackdown on Fox. Can I continue with the news? You do that while I pull up this proof and show it to you. How are you going to show it to me? Boy, tell tell your proof. I mean, tell tell your stories. Okay, so... To... uh, Almost finish out the last bit of news... Second to last big news, more importantly, the more important news, in my opinion, is the last man that qualified for the Money in the Bank ladder match this Sunday at WWE headquarters. He's back from the dead, back from his boneyard match, the phenomenal AJ Styles, who wins the gauntlet match to be in the Money in the Bank match and usually when you're off air for you know a month or so 
you come back as a face. Not Styles. He, he, he true beaten to, I think it was Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, Styles rounds out the group for Money in the Bank. Should be a fun match. All the talent up there. We'll see what happens. But um, Raw setting uh, a new record. Not a good one. Oh, and what record might that be? Please. Raw hits an all-time low. New all-time low. So like every week it's an all-time low now. Um, this week they averaged uh, viewership for the, the entire three hours. 1.68 million viewers, which is... Yikes. Just... Yikes. That's pretty rough. Like, like first hour was like 1.5. I, I, I don't think they went... The highest they were is like 1.7. Mm-hmm. In hour number two. And then after that, just it just drops. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Like, AEW, their numbers are staying kind of consistent right now, like the 700. Sometimes they'll shoot up to 900,000 or 800,000. Mm-hmm. But they're in that 700,000 spot. Same thing with NXT. NXT, I don't think NXT's cracked 700,000 in months. Mm-hmm. But to Raw, your flagship show, to be at 1.68 million viewers for the three hours with no sports nothing to compete against yeah yeah I'm we know I mentioned it last week we mentioned this last week the week before the week before the week before but it's like what I don't I don't know what are they gonna do like how bad can this get people are saying that it's it's just because there's um, there's no fans there, and fan energy helps with like at home energy. I guess like you know reactions from the fans. I mean, yes, help. the audience reaction definitely adds to matches. Like just, that's no denying that. But if the product is good, the product is good. I mean. The match quality for for Raw has been pretty good. Agreed. As of late. Agreed. Storylines lackluster, but mm-hmm. the match quality, like we're getting good wrestling. Agreed. The problem is no one's there to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like, hey, I don't want to see wrestling. I want to see Lana and Lashley and Rusa do the adultery thing. You know. I, just, I want to see Uzi hot. Like the that's entertain. I want to be entertained. Entertain me, clowns. Yeah. I mean, that could also be it. You know, maybe you know their fan base is so heavily uh, weighted on on the entertainment part of professional wrestling that when you're just doing a wrestling show with no audience, it falls. You know, where wrestling fans are okay with it, which is why, you know, AEW is still doing well and NXT is doing relatively well. 
you know, those ratings haven't really dropped. If you noticed, you know, they're not great. You know, AW was on the on the verge of cracking a million, but they've always hovered somewhere around these numbers, seven hundred plus, six hundred plus. Yeah, their their average is this like the the mean of, yeah. of their viewership is here. It's exactly. So, if AEW and NXT's ratings are not dropping as significantly as Raw's, it's not the lack of an audience. It's not the lack of fans in the crowd. It's something else. Something about Raw's fan base is making those fans tune out. Now it's up to Raw to figure out what that is. I don't know. I know. I know that the networks can't be happy. Oh, I'm. I'm sure Fox is PO'd by these numbers. And remember, we're talking about TV stations that have every right to cancel any show whenever they want. Yeah. They can pull the plug on SmackDown whenever they want. Yeah. It's like they got the the uh, raw end of this deal here. Yeah. No yeah, pun intended. We paid you guys four billion dollars, and this is what you're giving us. Yeah. No, I think they need to draft again. Shake, shake, shake things up a little bit. It's tough though, because again, right now the rosters are so heavily limited because people aren't traveling. Yeah. You know, so what you're gonna make a draft, but only be able to move a quarter of your roster when you've already fired a quarter of your roster. I think they need to move AJ back to SmackDown. Okay. I think they need to move The Fiend back to Raw. Okay. Yeah, but what's AJ doing? What's he going to do on SmackDown? Another feud with Corbin? Another feud with The Miz? Another feud with, you know, I don't know who's there. Who's doing anything? AJ? Yeah. Have a feud with Braun Strowman for the Universe title. Because, I mean, you, you and I were discussing this during SmackDown. Braun's mic skills compared to... Oh, my God. Reigns. Man, it's not... Night and day. Jeez. So and I, and I don't even, like... Happen. I don't think Braun is the worst on the mic. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's great. I think he's okay. But when you have someone who's just okay in the ring with someone who's, you know, master class... Oof. I mean, AJ isn't the best promo guy in the world, so maybe and their in-ring work doesn't match up for sure. AJ's head and shoulders better than Brock Strowman. But, but on, AJ can carry anybody, though. On the mic, you can do, you can have a little bit of back and forth and Braun doesn't look so exposed. Right. But if, but if AJ fused with Braun, you know Braun's going over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or uh, if he does, if AJ would win, it would have to be by like shenanigans. But Gallows and Anderson aren't even there anymore. Exactly. But Mister Thrill, yes, sir. With Viceland's uh, docu series, Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. two weeks ago they had. A, a very good episode about kayfabe 
Mm-hmm. Really about it wasn't really about kayfabe, but it's something that it broke, broke. It was brought up like to my attention. I was like, you know what? Maybe Thrill and I can actually talk about this. So I'd the like to see what he says. The episode was about Doctor uh, Doctor D Dan Schultz and how he slapped a reporter who questioned the authenticity of professional wrestling. And so that thus created a, a bit of a mini debate within the documentary of, you know, whether or not kayfabe is necessary, so on and so forth. And so, as you were saying, Shades, proceed. Thank you for clearing that up. Mm-hmm. My question that I, I, I ask, and I want to have us, not a lengthy discussion, but, you know, a, a discussion. This is something that should kayfabe still exist in professional wrestling. I think that's a interesting topic of conversation. Would you like to lead, or do you want me to take the first crack at this? I, I want you to take the first crack at it. I, I like okay. to see where you stand on it. So, my thought is as such. As a fan of professional wrestling, as an avid fan of professional wrestling, whenever you meet or talk to somebody who's not a fan of professional wrestling, the first thing they always say to you is, wait, but isn't it fake? And all of us wrestling fans and anyone who's ever been a part of the biz, we all get angry. Right? Now, the reason... It's not fake. It's predetermined. Exactly. And now this is why. This is, this, that idea right here, that conversation, is the, is the linchpin to my argument that kayfabe should no longer exist. In my opinion, by maintaining kayfabe or attempting to maintain kayfabe, that's how we get this disrespect for the business. This is how we get the idea of, oh, well, isn't it fake? Because when people think that they're someone's trying to pull the wool over their eyes and it's so blatantly not working, that's when they have no respect. On a personal level, if someone you know, a friend of yours, maybe a loved one, a significant other, is trying to lie to your face, and you know for a fact that they're lying, you lose respect for them and their argument. And so I think that's what happens with professional wrestling. I think because professional wrestling as an industry is so hell-bent on convincing the layman that it's real... The fact that the layman knows in 2020 that it's definitely not real makes them have a lack of respect for the industry. People do not disrespect acting, whether it's in TV, film, or on stage. Why? Because it's all understood that it's all a script. Some of it may actually hurt. Some of it may be real. Some of it may be not. People may do their own stunts. People have died. But, at the end of the day, it's all scripted. If we just pull back the curtain 100% and say, hey, listen, no, we don't expect you to think this is real, quote-unquote. This is a scripted, athletic performance that is violent, that does hurt, but is predetermined. I think if we stop trying to sell wrestling as real, wrestling as a whole will garner more respect from the layman. So that's my take, and that's why I think kayfabe should die 100%. Okay, I'm actually glad 
that were on opposite sides of the fence here. Okay. I and I'm actually very happy you brought up the whole uh, actors being respected. You know, uh, Broadway, uh, all the Broadway movies, TV shows, whatever you want to call it. Um, if professional wrestling is supposed to be an act, you know, it's not. There's athleticism in it, but it's not really a sport. If, if you respect actors for what they do for staying in character, I mean, um, Daniel Day Lewis, he he he's has a handful of movies because the role that he takes, he takes seriously, and he takes his his acting, his craft, very seriously. That he, I think, for the movie Lincoln, he lived like Abraham Lincoln for like a year before they started filming just to stay in character. Some actors don't break character even while, um, while on set, while they're not filming. For me, I enjoy that for wrestling where, where you have MJF at conventions or, or on Twitter or an interaction with a fan. He's not, Oh, Hey, yeah, let's take a picture. He's like, no, screw you. Like he, he doesn't break character. That's not he's not breaking kayfabe. It works. Undertaker didn't break kayfabe for a very long time. Only up until now. For me, I help it helps develop characters more. If if we can yeah, I mean we all know it's fake. You know, not fake. Excuse me. We all know that it's it's an act. We all know it's it's predetermined and it's all scripted. But when when you had the free bird, I mean, you and I can get to see this because we were too young. But the free birds versus the Von Eric, that was major for people back then. You know, Hulk Hogan and and Macho Man, or or you know, uh, the Iron Sheik. Uh, and Sergeant Slaughter, and you know, they became, you know, uh, the Axis of Evil, or whatever the hell you want to call it. People were pulling for Hulk Hogan. Sergeant Slaughter got death threats for that because it was it wasn't it wasn't that people thought it was uh, fake. They were so invested because this this man who's who's supposed to be all all American, who's an uh, 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 sergeant in the army, turns his back on us. And for me, I feel like if kayfabe still existed, people would still be more um in, invested in storylines because they know that oh okay, uh, these per- these two people really hate each other. Like Edge and, and and Randy Orton had the match this year uh, at WrestleMania, and it was it was supposed to be a blood feud, basically. But we know that they're going to be friends afterwards. Sell me on like they hate each other's guts. Don't break character, even outside of what you call it, outside of the ring. That's why I applaud MJF for, for for doing 
what he still does. I mean, he, he made the news for flipping off a little kid. People are outraged about it, and I love it. And that's why I think KV should still, not so crazy to the point where, you know, they don't need to travel together, but, you know, stay in character. Don't, don't, you don't need to break character to, to the layman's. Be who you are. I mean, Orange Cassidy, super laid back guy. And Biff, douchey heel. Joey Janela, crackhead. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like kayfabe should should exist to a point still. So my thing is, especially in 2020, it's so hard to maintain kayfabe that, like I said before, if it's if you expect someone to believe you and they catch you in a lie, then it's a problem. You know, if we lived in a, let's say let's say the um, the current call never happened, right? Mm-hmm. Let's pretend the current call never happened. We still live in a world where we where kayfabe is strong, right? Mm-hmm. And then one day, TMZ finds something or breaks something that exposes the business for what it is. The entire what does that, mean? What, what does that to exposing the, the the fact that it's all a work. So imagine we again, we live in a world where kayfabe is is strong, where people like again like the Von Erichs and and uh, you know all that, where people were getting death threats, where people were th- you know throwing people, throwing stuff at people, chasing each other in the parking lot, so on and so forth. Imagine we still live in that world, and then TMZ or whoever else breaks breaking news. Professional wrestling is all scripted, and it's all phony. The industry would crumble. But uh, I'm not saying. But uh, I'm not. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, don't make it seem like it's two different things. We know it's scripted. Stick to your character. But it's like you always say: you can't be half pregnant. If okay. you're sticking to your character, then you're expecting people to believe that you, whatever you're portraying is who you really are. So when someone finds you out for being fake. Then you're fake, and you no, lose credibility. I, I don't think I don't think that that, that Al Pacino was a mob boss. But exa- but that's but that's exactly my point. But that's exactly my point because from Jump Street, he wasn't portrayed as that being his real personality. It was Al Pacino as such and such in this film. We don't watch wrestling and see credits that say uh, you know Joe Anawaii as Roman Reigns. You know, uh, Alan Jones as AJ Styles, Adam Copeland as Edge. No, we just see Edge, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, such and such. You know, we don't see Dwayne Johnson as The Rock. You know, we just see... Now he's just Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, now he's just Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But that's my point, is that when you go into, when you watch a film or a TV show or a play, you go in knowing these are people playing a role for this select thing outside of this that's not who they are if you saw an actor down the street if you saw will smith down the street 
Or let me not, not try Will Smith. Let's try someone else. Um, b- before he died, Heath Ledger. If you saw Heath Ledger down the street, you wouldn't be like, "Hey, Joker." No, it'd be, like, "Oh, that's Heath Ledger." Not by eight minutes, the guy from the Night's Tale. <laughs> You know, when you see Al Pacino or, Al, or you know, Robert De Niro or, uh, you know, I don't know. Val Kilmer. Sure. Yeah, you you don't go, hey, look, it's Batman. No, you go, oh, that's Val Kilmer. Well, it's always Iceman from Top uh, Gun. <laughs> sure. But you get my point. People don't, like, you're not associated with your role as who you are when you're an actor. You're an actor who plays a role. But with professional wrestling... We're expected to just believe that these people are who these people are. Why can't it be like? Why can't we take it as this is a role that they're playing? You know, because then, it's, but that's eliminating kayfabe. Kayfabe is the idea that it's real. It's pretending that it's real. Kayfabe is saying whatever you're seeing is legitimate. I don't know, man. I get what you're saying, and I and I like for where we are now. Like I did appreciate MJF and what he did because we do live in a world where kayfabe exists but doesn't exist. You know, so I'm like, oh well, as in the world that we in that we are in, what MJF did is awesome. At the same time, it also makes shoot interviews that much more exciting. However, I really feel like. Professional wrestling would get a lot more respect as an industry if we stopped pretending that these people are who these people are not. Uh, I mean, for example, let's use uh, Enzo and Cass when they stormed MSG mm-hmm. during the G1 Supercard. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if this was a sh- The wrestlers, some of the wrestlers didn't know if this was a shoot. Like this is a you know a work like a, a work like no one knew yeah that was exciting dude the fact we called our insider and he didn't know yeah he he worked security at MSG he's like dude I don't know what's going on right now but I'll let you guys know as soon as I do yeah and we're just like because at first it was it was the was it the ladder match or like it was just a a giant jumble of a like tag team. I match. think it was just a tag team match. And what was it? Um, Bully Ray didn't know that this like this was um. That's why he came out from the back. Like he, he was gonna start like he started he threw punches. legit punches, cracking skulls. Yeah. So like that. See that's exciting. You and know, the, and, like, and that guy in New Japan pissed off because they didn't know that that was happening either. Yeah, it was a it was a, a fatal four way tag team match, just a standard winner take all four way tag team match for both the IWGP and Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. And that's when GAD won. Yeah. Yeah. So like a situation like that is exciting, you know. That was such a crazy night, man! What a night. It was a crazy weekend. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I look like, I don't know, I, again, as someone who has developed this love and passion for professional wrestling over the last four years, I hate the disrespect 
and I would love for it to be respected more. And I really, I honestly think that one way to get that is to just be like, listen, people, this is scripted. It's all scripted. His name is not Roman Reigns. Her name is not Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks. Like, look, relax. It's, it's, it's all a show. But I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get there. I think where we are now is like an awkward medium where we're going to be at for as long as we can possibly figure it out. Where like yeah. even WWE picks and chooses when they want to break kayfabe. Yeah. But what can you do? side of the ring docuseries awesome but docuseries by the way fantastic um, what? fantastic docuseries oh yeah absolutely I mean this also helps fans get to know something that they may not know you know the, the whole Jimmy Snooker thing and, and the, the Dan Schultz uh, what was the guy Herbie Fully Loaded the guy that was doing the cocaine mm-hmm. in the last episode yeah uh, the only thing that concerns me is, I mean, obviously the people who are watching these shows are legit wrestling fans, but I, I, I th- every once in a while I think, man, if casuals start watching this, they're just going to think the wrestling industry is a mess. Like, it is, but I don't want them to only think about the bad things, you know? Last thing I want is for people to associate professional wrestling with Chris Benoit, you know, or, you know, Jimmy Snuka, or... Uh, the the assassination of Dino Bravo. You know what I mean? Which is going to be this week's episode coming up. Dino Bravo was uh, a few weeks ago. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Then I have to go back and watch that. Yeah, Dino Bravo was a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Shades. Um, as y'all know, those of you who watch us on a regular basis, or listen to us rather, because we're not on video yet. Those of you who, you know, been tuning in with us for however long it's been, I'm sure y'all know it is that time when, you know, it's go home show for a pay-per-view, which means we got to do one thing. Prediction Jonas! Shades. Not a long card, but I spent the better part of my day making the first ever Grapples to Apples World Championship. I love it. It is a thing of beauty. Joey, the big dog, big sexy, (laughs) disrespected me. Disrespect. All the disrespect. So he will never be champion. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta rig every pay-per-view from now on to make sure he doesn't win. Yeah. So, um... So now that there's a belt, now that there's something to play for, we got to take these predictions a lot more seriously now. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking down that card when we get to match four, man. I don't don't know if I'm choosing Tamina, you know? I don't know if I'm choosing Tamina. All right, so let's let's, let's stop beating around the bush and let's, let's, let's get started with our predictions for WWE Money in the Bank 2020. Live 
from Stanford, Connecticut at the WWE Global Headquarters and or maybe the, at the Performance Center. I don't know. Match number one. In the oh no, that's gonna be let's let's skip one and two. Let's go straight to three. Yeah. Oh, you want to save them for last? Yes. So what I think was gonna happen was they're gonna have one and two go on in, like in the beginning of the the pay, like the pay per view. No, they have to close with this. Shh, hear me out. Okay. And then throughout the night, they're just going to be fighting all over the building. Oh, that would be terrible. That'd be so dumb. I'd hate that. Oh, it'll, it'll be terrible. I'd hate that because I don't want to watch a match like interspersed. Like I want to see it as entire. Oh, I I would hate that. I'm gonna pretend like that's not a thing. Let's go. Let's they go may, upside they, down. They may do it though. Let's go upside down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Down for that. All right. So for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships in a fatal four way tag match, we have Biggie and Kofi Kingston representing the defending champions, the New Day, facing off against the Miz. And Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho. Ho, ho, Miss and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado representing the Lucha, Lucha house party. And Stephen Cutler, Jackson Riker, and or Wesley Blake, we don't know which of the three, will be representing the recently debuted and so much better booked on the main roster than NXT, Forgotten Sons. Chase, talk to me, baby. So, do they take the belts off the New Day? Because they're pushing the Forgotten Sons right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the rare occurrence of coming up to the main roster and, and getting an actual, like, a good push as a tag team. Agreed. Um... I would really love to choose the Forgotten Sons. <sighs> I don't want to go New Day. I'm going to go New Day. Okay. I think this is a make or break match for the Forgotten Sons in terms of how WWE is going to treat them. I think from here on in, if they lose this, they become just another tag team. If they win this, they become a legitimate tag team. And with that being said, I got the new day. <laughs> oh, man. I do not trust WWE to do the right thing here. Yeah, neither do I. I, was, I wanted to the Forgotten Sons. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I will be, in my heart, I will be rooting for the Forgotten Sons, but I completely expect the new day to win this match. What if they swerve everybody? Put the belt on the chat party. You know what? I would la- I would I would enjoy it for its ridiculousness. I'd laugh. I'd love it yeah. for its hilarity. Okay, so we can move on to the next match. Yes, sir. The Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre, taking on the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, for the WWE Championship. Seth is not beating Drew. I 100% agree. So, uh, obviously, we're going Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I think this is probably my lock of the night. Yes. Hmm. Quick little uh, side note. Here's an interesting thought, Shades. For future predictions, what if we designate one lock per night 
And if you get that lock, you get an extra point. A lock is optional, though. Like, it's... But no, that's what I'm saying. What if we have to choose a lock for this show, no matter what? With every pay-per-view, we have to choose our lock of the night. And if we get that W, it's two points. But if you lose that... You lose a point. Okay, I'm cool for that. Yeah. This is also my lock of the night because I don't feel confident in Tamina beating Bailey. (laughs) Okay, wait. You gotta let me get there, bro. (laughs) Next match. For the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, defending champion Bailey taking on challenger Tamina. Now, Shades, I know you want to pick Tamina. Oh, so badly. I know everything in your heart wants to pick Tamina. So badly. So what are you going to do? Do it. Come on, do it. Do it. <sighs> Live life on the edge. I'm, I'm going Not Bailey. on the Christian. I'm going Bailey because Bailey versus Sasha is what they're aiming for. So you're just, you're just going to ignore what I said. You're just going to ignore my joke. You're just going to no-sell my pun. I didn't hear your pun. I said you got to live life on the edge, not on the Christian. Yeah, I'm happy I know so that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're pushing Bailey for Sasha, um, or the, the whole Bailey-Sasha uh, aspect. I don't think, uh, to me, it's just a speed bump. Uh, it's unfortunate because I wanted to go to win the belt, but it ain't going to happen. Okay. So, if you're not going to do it, I will. I think Sasha inadvertently causes the loss. Tamina wins. And that way, you can have Tamina create her own separate WWE SmackDown Championship feud. While Bailey and Sasha have their own feud that does not need a championship to be on the line. You build that all the way to SummerSlam, while Tamina and the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship does its own thing. I I like where you're going with that. The only problem is Tamina's like 47 years old. She doesn't have to hold it for long. What? She doesn't have to hold it for long. And more importantly, Sasha versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship is a spicier match than um, them just fighting for no reason. But it doesn't need it. And it's not fighting for no reason. By the time we get to SummerSlam, this will be a personal blood feud. Uh, I, I, I applaud you. I'm going for uh, it. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I applaud you for going for it. And if you do win that, and you do win at the, the the Grapples Apples Championship, remember that Tamina the GOAT is the reason why <laughs> Well, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. So, the next match is for the WWE Universal Championship or the Blue Universal Championship. <laughs> Braun Strongman versus it says Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, which mm. is 
Good catch. Very telling. Usually when they have um, The Fiend uh, promoted for something. It says The Fiend Bray Wyatt. It says The Fiend Bray Wyatt, not just Bray Wyatt. So That's a good I, catch. I'm going Braun Strowman. Okay. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll ride with you. I'll ride with you on that one. I'll, I'll, he's is a brand new champion. It doesn't make sense to me to put it on Braun, just to drop it off of Braun. Plus, like you said, it says Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend Bray Wyatt. So, I'm interested. Maybe, maybe the, he loses. Maybe he beats Braun. I'm sorry. Maybe Braun beats Bray, and then Bray brings out the Fiend for SummerSlam. Maybe. Either way, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with you. I'll go with Braun. And then, in the main event, for the first time that I could ever think of, two matches will be taking place simultaneously. They'll be the men's Money in the Bank ladder match and... Oh, I, I'm going to let you just take this whole thing for yourself because... Oh, okay. The match is going to be happening simultaneously. Okay, fine. I thought we were going to... All right, whatever. So, both the men and the women's Money in the Bank ladder match will be taking place at the same exact time, going through Titan Towers, starting at the lobby, going all the way up to the 10th floor, where there will be a ring and ladders and the briefcases on the roof of the building. The participants for the men's match are as follows. Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corban, Otis, and AJ Styles. On the women's side, the participants are... Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. So, shades. We got 12 people, two briefcases, who's walking out with some contracts in their hands. Okay, so I have my pick for the men. Okay. I don't necessarily have my pick for the females. Okay. I'm going to go... Oof. I really want to go AJ Styles. Okay. But I won't be surprised if Aleister Black wins this. Really? I am going to go AJ Styles, though, because I think that he has one more championship brain in him before he, like, before he retires. Hmm. So I think AJ wins... I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if AJ wins. Uh, are they only allowed to cash in on? No, you can cash yeah, in. Okay, on anybody. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Braun Strowman faces the Fiend at SummerSlam, like you said. Um, he's incapacitated. Styles comes out and becomes a Universal Champion. Hmm. But that's that's mad, like future booking. Mm-hmm. I'm going AJ to win the men, the money in the bank ladder match. Okay. And the women? Yeah, how about you go while I still roll <laughs> over this? Alright. Um, so typically, the money in the bank contract is better suited for heels. There's only two heels in this match. One of them's already been a money in the bank ladder match winner. So... Daniel Bryan is a former Money in the Bank winner. 
I'm going to say this is either going to be AJ or Alistair Black. Now, Alistair Black is a face. So if he's going to win this, then he has to do a face cash-in, which is never as exciting as a heel cash-in. Plus, how's Alistair Black going to do his in-ring flip thing with the briefcase in his hand? (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. I can see AJ with the briefcase. I can see AJ carrying it. I can see AJ taunting with it. I'm also biased because I'm a huge AJ fan. Not as big as you, obviously, but still. So you're going to go with Otis? <laughs> so you're going to go with Otis? Hey, money in the bank, Tucker. Uh, oh God, Otis. You picked AJ, right? Yes, sir. Man, this is tough. Is AJ going to be a top champion one more time before he retires? Absolutely. Two-time WWE champion. Does he one-time Universal champion? I was gonna say, does he win this to become a one-time Blue Universal champion? Or does he cash in on Adam Cole, baby? Adam Cole, baby, and become the NXT champion? What is he, Charlotte? Yeah. I'm gonna go with AJ because I can see it. I can see it. I don't think it's going to be DB. I, like, Rami Stadio, come on, let's be real. I don't think it's going to be Otis. Oh, my God, it's going to be Otis, isn't it? I'll kill myself. Oh, my God, it's going to be Otis. He's going to walk around flaunting it with Mandy Rose. Oh, my God. She's going to be like, I'm so proud of you. Ah, Mandy, Sweet Peach, briefcase. I'm going AJ Styles, ah. but it's going to be Otis. So for the females, there's only two two people I can really conceivably see winning in this match. See, the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Really? I don't see Carmella winning again. I agree with that. <laughs> Dana Brooke. <laughs> Funny. Asuka doesn't need the briefcase. So that just leaves Lacey Evans, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Baszler failed already. But she looks like she can, like, uh, she said something after WrestleMania. She's going to be on the warpath now because she lost to, to Becky. But remember, she doesn't have to lose to lose, you know? I'm sorry? Like, it's not, if Shayna loses this match, it's not because Shayna lost this match, because somebody else won. Yeah. So she can still not win this match and look strong on the way out. Now, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Nia Jax just returned. Mm-hmm. Are they going to give it to her? Can she get all the way up the ladder without hurting herself or somebody else? Unlikely. The last thing I ever want to see is Nia Jax at the top of a ladder. Under any circumstance. 
Are you fat shaming her? No, I'm not fat shaming her. I'm bot shaming her. You know what would be amazing is if our truth came down <laughs> and the, took the briefcase for the females because he thought it was the men's briefcase. Oh my god, that would be so funny. But, uh, you know, all the women got upset because James Ellsworth was the first man, first woman, uh, female, woman, the money in the bank winner. For the well, females. I mean, rightfully so. That was a mistake. That was a terrible move. I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. Okay. I'm going to go Asuka. Not confident in this pick at all. Who's com- What's a confident? I don't know what that means. I'm picking Asuka, and I'm hoping it's Asuka. I don't think it's going to be Carmella. Lacey doesn't make sense. Dana Brooke is a no-shot. So to me, it's either Shayna, Nair, or Asuka. Shayna's already been, you know, they've already shown that they don't have any faith in her. (sighs) Nia scares me. I'm going Asuka. Okay, so we differ on the female matches. I think we got, like, Nia Jax is going to put... Shayna Baszler threw a ladder on the outside with a Samoan drop, and they're going to eliminate each other that way. And that's how Asuka's going to be able to be the one who wins without making Shayna and Nia look bad. What if Dana Brooke wins, though? I don't even have words. I don't even have words. I mean, nuts. I'm pretty sure if I see her with the briefcase, I'm just going to turn the TV off. I'm just be like, I give up on wrestling. Not even WWE, just wrestling as a whole. I give up. Nuts. That'd be nuts. Anyway, I think, Shades, unless you have something else to add. Uh, I think that wraps it up for us. Well, but before we do, we almost forgot. In the world of professional wrestling, there are some good seeds. There's some. Uh, couple bad seeds as well. But at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. So we got to give our good seeds and bad seeds before we walk out the door. <sighs> My good seed, John Cena. God, you stole mine. Okay. No, you know what? I have a backup. I, That's fine. I have no, a backup. I, Go with John I, Cena. I, Go with John Cena. I have a backup. No, I have I have one. Dang. My, my good scene, so it's probably your, your backup good scene as well. Um, it's something we didn't even get to speak about. Yep, 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 yep. You and I are completely on the same page here. It's Jake Roberts. <laughs> I hate you. You're such a jerk. And that would be at your backup, isn't it? <laughs> is that is that really your good seed? My good seed is there. You go. Is Jake Roberts playing mental mind games with Cody? Really? And yeah, and and oh, so we're not on the same page here. Putting the snake on on unconscious Brady, and in a sexually provocative stance above her. Okay. I like that they're they're doing this without actually 
getting to Cody first. They're getting to everyone around him first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Agreed. Okay. Not where I thought you were going, but I can agree. Cool. So then, I will give my good seed to John Cena, because he is Superman. He's better than the rest of us. We do not deserve John Cena. Do 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 wa 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 woo. Do you have your vaccine? I might need a minute for that. I have my vaccine. Talk to me. NXT this week. Ooh, shot through the heart. It felt like it could have been the pseudo takeover with Dominic Dijakovic and and uh, Johnny Wrestling. Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, the Velvet Dream versus Adam Cole, baby. Finn Balor and, and Cameron Grimes having a, a, a back and forth. Cruiserweight uh, championship tournament matches with uh, Kushida fighting. It felt like it could have been a really good show. And they hit the fast forward button on everything. It felt way too quick. If it didn't feel uh, like a cohesive episode, so and, and they squandered the women's championship match where Charlotte attacks EO with the kendo stick to get disqualified. I don't like that. So give, give us definitive, conclusive uh, finishes, or don't give it to us at all. Mm-hmm. So, NXT is my bad seed of the week. All right. My bad seed is going to go to the Maryland State Athletic Commission for their ridiculous fine on AEW. Yeah. Okay. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. MSAC. Childish. All right. So. That is going to wrap up our episode for this week. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. That's Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two. Apples, if you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're going to do on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Anything and everything that you can do to get us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. It helps. We really appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by... The man of the hour, man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop right to the top. Your boy, reporting live or pre-recorded live. <laughs> Shade sexual powers, yeah, boy shades. <laughs> Don't forget to check us out this week, this weekend for Money in the Bank, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day is a bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace